Welcome to Bite at a Time Books, Behind the Story, where we answer the questions you have about your favorite classic authors. What inspired your favorite author to write their novels? What was going on in the world at the time? Follow along with us as we tell you what was happening in the world while your favorite authors wrote your favorite classics. My name is Brie Carlisle, and I love to read and wanted to share my passion with listeners like you. If you enjoy our show, be sure to follow us so you get all the new episodes. If you want to see exclusive behind-the-scenes of our show, join our Patreon. We would also love for you to drop us a rating on your favorite podcast platform and share our show with your friends. You can catch us on all the social medias at Bite at a Time Books. Our show is part of the Bite at a Time Books Productions Network. If you would also like to hear a story by the author we are currently featuring, check out the Bite at a Time Books podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Right now we are reading The Three Musketeers. Today we will be talking about Alexandra Dumas and his life. Alexandra Dumas, July 24, 1802 to December 5, 1870 also known as Alexandre Dumas Pierre, where Pierre is French for father, to distinguish him from his son Alexandre Dumas Phils, was a French writer. His works have been translated into many languages, and he is one of the most widely read French authors. Many of his historical novels of high adventure were originally published as serials, including The Count of Monte Cristo, The Three Musketeers, 20 years after, and The Vicomte of Bragelon, 10 years later. His novels have been adapted since the early 20th century into nearly 200 films. Prolific in several genres, Dumas began his career by writing plays, which were successfully produced from the first. He also wrote numerous magazine articles and travel books. His published works totaled 100,000 pages. In the 1840s, Dumas founded the Théâtre Historique in Paris. His father, General Thomas Alexandre Dumas Davy de la Palatierie, was born in the French colony of Saint-Dominique, present-day Haiti, to Alexandre Antoine Davy de la Palatierie, a French nobleman, and Marie Sassette Dumas, an African slave. At age 14, Thomas Alexandra was taken by his father to France, where he was educated in a military academy and entered the military for what became an illustrious career. Dumas's father's aristocratic rank helped young Alexandra acquire work with Louis-Philippe, Duke of Orleans, then as a writer, a career which led to early success. Decades later, after the election of Louis-Napoleon Bonaparte in 1851, Dumas fell from favor and left France for Belgium, where he stayed for several years, then moved to Russia for a few years before going to Italy. In 1861, he founded and published the newspaper La Independent, which supported Italian unification, before returning to Paris in 1864. Though married in the tradition of Frenchmen of higher social class, Dumas had numerous affairs, allegedly as many as 40. He was known to have had at least four illegitimate children, although 20th century scholars believe it was seven. He acknowledged and assisted his son, Alexandra Dumas, to become a successful novelist and playwright. They are known as Alexandra Dumas Pierre, father, and Alexandra Dumas Phil's son. Among his affairs, in 1866, Dumas had one with Ada Isaacs Menken, an American actress who was less than half his age and at the height of her career. 
The English playwright Watts Phillips, who knew Dumas in his later life, described him as the most generous, large-hearted being in the world. He also was the most delightfully amusing and egotistical creature on the face of the earth. His tongue was like a windmill. Once set in motion, you never knew when he would stop, especially if the theme was himself. Dumas Davy de la Palatieri, later known as Alexandra Dumas, was born in 1802 in Villers-Cotterets in the department of Esne in Picardy, France. He had two older sisters, Marie Alexandrine, born 1794, and Louise Alexandrine, 1796 to 1797. Their parents were Marie-Louise Elizabeth Labourette, the daughter of an innkeeper, and Thomas Alexandra Dumas. Thomas Alexandra had been born in the French colony of Saint-Dominique, now Haiti. The mixed-race natural son of the Marquis Alexandra Anton Davy de la Palatieri, a French nobleman and general commissaire in the artillery of the colony, and Marie Sassette Dumas, an enslaved woman of African-Caribbean ancestry. At the time of Thomas Alexandra's birth, his father was impoverished. It is not known whether his mother was born in Saint-Dominique or in Africa, nor is it known from which African people her ancestors came. Brought as a boy to France by his father and legally freed there, Thomas Alexandra Dumas Davy was educated in a military school and joined the army as a young man. As an adult, Thomas Alexandra used his mother's name, Dumas, as his surname after a break with his father. Dumas was promoted to general by the age of 31, the first soldier of Afro-Antilles origin to reach that rank in the French army. While working for Louis-Philippe, Dumas began writing articles for magazines and plays for the theater. As an adult, he used his slave grandmother's surname of Dumas as his father had done as an adult. His first play, Henry III and His Courts, produced in 1829 when he was 27 years old, met with acclaim. The next year, his second play, Christine, was equally popular. These successes gave him sufficient income to write full-time. In 1830, Dumas participated in the revolution that ousted Charles X and replaced him with Dumas's former employer, the Duke of Orleans, who ruled as Louis-Philippe, the citizen king. Until the mid-1830s, life in France remained unsettled, with sporadic riots by disgruntled Republicans and impoverished urban workers seeking change. As life slowly returned to normal, the nation began to industrialize. An improving economy, combined with the end of press censorship, made the times rewarding for Alexander Dumas's literary skills. After writing additional successful plays, Dumas switched to writing novels. Although attracted to an extravagant lifestyle and always spending more than he earned, Dumas proved to be an astute marketer. As newspapers were publishing many serial novels, his first serial novel was La Comtesse de Salisbury, Edward III, July to September 1836. In 1838, Dumas rewrote one of his plays as a successful serial novel, Le Capitaine Paul. He founded a production studio, staffed with writers who turned out hundreds of stories, all subject to his personal direction, editing, and editions. From 1839 to 1841, Dumas, with the assistance of several friends, compiled Celebrated Crimes, an eight-volume collection of essays on famous criminals and crimes from European history. He featured Beatrice Sensi, Martin Guerre, Cesar and Lucrezia Borgia, as well as more recent events and criminals. 
including the cases of the alleged murderers, Carl Ludwig Sand and Antoine Francois Desrue, who were executed. Dumas collaborated with Augustine Grissier, his fencing master, in his 1840 novel, The Fencing Master. The story is written as Grissier's account of how he came to witness the events of the Decemberist revolt in Russia. The novel was eventually banned in Russia by Tsar Nicholas I, and Dumas was prohibited from visiting the country until after the Tsar's death. Dumas referred to Grissier with great respect in The Count of Monte Cristo, the Corsican brothers, and in his memoirs. Dumas depended on numerous assistants and collaborators, of whom Auguste Marquette was the best known. It was not until the late 20th century that his role was fully understood. Dumas wrote the short novel Georges, 1843, which uses ideas and plots later repeated in The Count of Monte Cristo. Maquette took Dumas to court to try to get authorial recognition and a higher rate of payment for his work. He was successful in getting more money, but not a byline. Dumas's novels were so popular that they were soon translated into English and other languages. His writing earned him a great deal of money, but he was frequently insolvent as he spent lavishly on women in sumptuous living. Scholars have found that he had a total of 40 mistresses. In 1846, he had built a country home outside Paris at Le Porte Marly, the large Chateau de Monte Cristo, with an additional building for his writing studio. It was often filled with strangers and acquaintances who stayed for lengthy visits and took advantage of his generosity. Two years later, faced with financial difficulties, he sold the entire property. Dumas wrote in a wide variety of genres and published a total of 100,000 pages in his lifetime. He also made use of his experience, writing travel books after taking journeys, including those motivated by reasons other than pleasure. Dumas traveled to Spain, Italy, Germany, England, and French Algeria. After King Louis-Philippe was ousted in a revolt, Louis-Napoleon Bonaparte was elected president. As Bonaparte disapproved of the author, Dumas fled in 1851 to Brussels, Belgium, which was also an effort to escape his creditors. In about 1859, he moved to Russia, where French was the second language of the elite and his writings were enormously popular. Dumas spent two years in Russia and visited St. Petersburg, Moscow, Kazan, Astrakhan, Baku, and Tbilisi before leaving to seek different adventures. He published travel books about Russia. In March 1861, the Kingdom of Italy was proclaimed with Victor Emmanuel II as its king. Dumas traveled there and for the next three years participated in the movement for Italian unification. He founded and led a newspaper, Independent. While there, he befriended Giuseppe Gibaldi, whom he had long admired and with whom he shared a commitment to liberal Republican principles, as well as membership within Freemasonry. Returning to Paris in 1864, he published travel books about Italy. Despite Dumas's aristocratic background and personal success, he had to deal with discrimination related to his mixed-race ancestry. In 1843, he wrote a short novel, Georges, that addressed some of the issues of race and the effects of colonialism. His response to a man who insulted him about his partial African ancestry has become famous. Dumas said, my father was a mulatto, my grandfather was a negro, and my great-grandfather a monkey. You see, sir, my family starts where yours ends. 
On February 1, 1840, Dumas married actress Ida Ferrier, born Marguerite Josephine Ferrand, 1811-1859. He had numerous liaisons with other women and was known to have fathered at least four children by them. Alexandra Dumas Fils, 1824-1895, son of Marie-Laure Catherine Lebay, 1794-1868, a dressmaker. He became a successful novelist and playwright. Marie-Alexandrine Dumas, 1831-1878, the daughter of Belle Kresslamer, 1803-1875. Michaela Clélie Josephe Elizabeth Cordier, born 1860, the daughter of Emilie Cordier. Henry Bauer, the son of a woman whose surname was Bauer. About 1866, Dumas had an affair with Ada Isaacs Menken, a well-known American actress. She had performed her sensational role in Mazeppa in London. In Paris, she had a sold-out run of Les Pirates de la Savane and was at the peak of her success. These women were among Dumas's nearly 40 mistresses, found by scholar Claude Schopp, and in addition to three natural children, along with Victor Hugo, Charles Baudelaire, Gerard de Nerval, Eugène Delacroix, and Honor de Balzac, Dumas was a member of the Club des Hachins, which met monthly to take hashish at a hotel in Paris. Dumas's The Count of Monte Cristo contained several references to hashish. On December 5, 1870, Dumas died at the age of 68 of natural causes, possibly a heart attack. After his death in December 1870, Dumas was buried at his birthplace of villers cotterets in the department of Asne. His death was overshadowed by the Franco-Prussian War. Changing literary fashions decreased his popularity. In the late 20th century, scholars such as Reginald Hamill and Claude Schopp have caused a critical reappraisal and new appreciation of his art, as well as finding lost works. In 1970, upon the centenary of his death, the Paris Metro named a station in his honor. His country home outside Paris, the Chateau de Monte Cristo, has been restored and is open to the public as a museum. Researchers have continued to find Dumas' works in archives, including the five-act play The Gold Thieves, found in 2002 by the scholar Reginald Hamill in the Bibliothèque Nationale de France, who was published in France in 2004 by Honor Champion. Frank Wilde Reed, 1874-1953, a New Zealand pharmacist who never visited France, amassed the greatest collection of books and manuscripts relating to Dumas outside France. The collection contains about 3,350 volumes, including some 2,000 sheets in Dumas's handwriting and dozens of French, Belgian, and English first editions. The collection was donated to Auckland libraries after his death. Reed wrote the most comprehensive bibliography of Dumas. In 2002, for the bicentenary of Dumas's birth, French President Jacques Chirac held a ceremony honoring the author by having his ashes reinterred at the mausoleum of the Pantheon of Paris, where many French luminaries were buried. When Chirac ordered the transfer to the mausoleum, villagers in Dumas's hometown of villers cotterets were initially opposed, arguing that Dumas laid out in his memoirs that he wanted to be buried there. The village eventually bowed to the government's decision, and Dumas's body was exhumed from its cemetery and put into a new coffin in preparation for the transfer. 
The proceedings were televised. The new coffin was draped in a blue velvet cloth and carried on a caisson, flanked by four mounted Republican guards, costumed as the four musketeers. It was transported through Paris to the Pantheon. In his speech, Chirac said, With you, we were d'Artagnan, Monte Cristo or Balsamo, riding along the roads of France, touring battlefields, visiting palaces and castles. With you, we dream. Chirac acknowledged the racism that had existed in France and said that the reinternment in the Pantheon had been a way of correcting that wrong, as Alexandra Dumas was enshrined alongside fellow great authors Victor Hugo and Emile Zola. Chirac noted that although France has produced many great writers, none has been so widely read as Dumas. His novels have been translated into nearly 100 languages. In addition, they have inspired more than 200 motion pictures. In June 2005, Dumas's last novel, The Night of saint Hermine, was published in France featuring the Battle of Trafalgar. Dumas described a fictional character killing Lord Nelson. Nelson was shot and killed by an unknown sniper. Writing and publishing the novel serially in 1869, Dumas had nearly finished it before his death. It was the third part of the St. Hermine trilogy. Claude Schaub, a Dumas scholar, noticed a letter in an archive in 1990 that led him to discover the unfinished work. It took him years to research it, edit the completed portions, and decide how to treat the unfinished part. Schaub finally wrote the final two and a half chapters, based on the author's notes, to complete the story. Published by Editions Phoebus, it sold 60,000 copies, making it a bestseller. Translated into English, it was released in 2006 as The Last Cavalier and has been translated into other languages. Shop has since found additional material related to the St. Hermine saga. Shop combined them to publish the sequel, Le Salut de l'Empire, in 2008. French historian Alain Decaux founded the Société des Amis d'Alexandre Dumas, the Society of Friends of Alexandre Dumas, in 1971. As of August 2017, its president is Claude Schaub. The purpose in creating this society was to preserve the Château de Monte Cristo, where the society is currently located. The other objectives of the society are to bring together fans of Dumas, to develop cultural activities of the Chateau de Monte Cristo, and to collect books, manuscripts, autographs, and other materials on Dumas. Thank you for joining Bite at a Time Books behind the story today, while we answered some of the questions you have about one of your favorite classic authors. If you enjoy our show, be sure to follow us so you get all the new episodes. If you want to see exclusive behind-the-scenes of our show, join our Patreon. We would also love for you to drop us a rating on your favorite podcast platform and share our show with your friends. You can catch us on all the social medias at Bite at a Time Books. Also, be sure to check us on our website, www.biteatatimebooksbehindthestory.com. Our show is part of the Bite at a Time Books Productions Network. If you would also like to hear a story by the author we are currently featuring, check out the Bite at a Time Books podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Right now, we are reading The Three Musketeers. Again, my name is Brie Carlisle, and I hope you come back next week when we answer more questions about one of your favorite classic authors.